0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, listeners near and far, all over the globe. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Alright, so this is Radical Raw presenting Radical Solutions and tonight I'm going to, I'm going to basically feature a chapter of my life story. Yeah, now this is basically going to be... Years of my musical influences, yeah, and uh, how I came to this point in my life, you know, according to the influences that had an effect on me, yeah. So starting with infancy, I remember, you know, uh, most of most of the, the, the the children was just into like pop, and I'm seeing that. Really. That's like, I don't know how it is, but it just seems to be that way, you know, maybe they're, that age that will really so, um so easily influenced by the hype or the sparkles and glitter, maybe something like that, I don't know, but um, yeah, that was that for a few years, maybe like about five, it's about... And at that point, around nine, the reggae music was more coming into focus, coming into view and and paying more attention to it, you know, and it was like a regular weekend thing, routine to have to have a running running on a Saturday night. maybe came about. You know, so it was like uh, Rodigan sat the night playing, you know, a lot of variety various reggae music coming from that era was like Dennis Brown was sort of yeah he was really one of the top popular you know artists around that John Holt was still really kicking it at that time. Johnny Clark was coming on the scene, you know, Burning Spear had already gone into the line, man. And of course, Bob Marley, you know, it from that time, Bob Marley was just getting into pop charts, you know? And to me, he was never really, I never viewed him in the same light as the other reggae music I'm listening to. Rudigan and so on, you know, it was like, because maybe it through, came through like the mainstream um, channels, it was more like, fuck, so it was only, I have never really listened that much at that time to, to, to Bob, but definitely had a big influence over the years, you know, I mean, um, yeah, so it was like a Rudigan regular, regular Saturday night. You know, and Rodrigo was, um, I think, at the height of his career with the clash with Barry Lee from, from Jamaica, the Jamaican radio DJ. Yeah. That was, uh, um, I think, the biggest and most well-known and talked about Clash for years. <laughs> the international uh, uh, radio Clash, you know. So, yeah, they, they, the music that Rodrigo was playing, on the Time in London, yeah. So, um, at that time I heard I started to hear people like Wailing Souls, um, and Levi, you know, many artists out on Ellis, yeah. And then you had the DJs like Big Uton, Uri, Ira, Jazz Bowl, yeah. All those artists were. On the scene at that time, you know, this was pre dance hall, pre rubber dub era, you know, but it was reggae, rockers, rockers all the same. (laughs) So, yeah, going through that era then, so starting secondary school now, you know, started to be more aware of the sound system scene, you know, our thing was like. Yeah, where I set up a sound system, it was like... Like you form a football team, you know? Our team was like, yeah, we we'll team up and set up a sound. And, you know, we start with have little sound clashes looking back I don't know how we used to do it because you know it was all, all the same music was available to us but I guess certain, certain youth were able to get certain tunes from the bigger brothers that were more exclusive and it was all dub; it was mostly roots reggae music the heaviest tunes were the rootsiest tunes at that time you know the heaviest bass line and steppers yeah, it was really cultural and rooted. That was our that was our um top top music at that time. The the, the most cultural and, and you know uplifting messages, positive reggae music was our thing at that time. Yeah, so started my early raves were like local. Clubs like Sed is where we used to have a regular sound um, system playing in the little community center. you yeah, we used to listen to sounds like Sledgehammer and Jamman sound. Jamon was more like the root sound, we used to play dub blitz and warrior style dub, like Shaka, it was like a branch of Shaka, you know. I used to pass through there, I never knew it was at the time, <laughs> it was afterwards I realised it was an MC for, for, for Saxon, you know, so all, all these artists were local in the area, people were talking about Saxon from that time, although, to me, the dance hall scene wasn't really, the top, top scene, but it was creeping in at that time, this was like early 80s, So growing up now from that time now, um starting doing more starting to go go to parties and I remember the first party I went to, or blues you like know, call it more times, because it was really a party. And one of the tunes and it was early morning it was a like, every step as <laughs> And that turned out to be one of the first records I ever bought. But I bought two records at the same time. One was Black People who were rent, man. Heavy steppers To this day I love it. I've even done my own version. Yeah, and the other thing was Michigan and Smiley. Nice up to dance. You know, that was a classic. Is a classic rubber duck tune. Nice up to dance. Michigan and smiley. It was like, um rappers be like at that time. To me. Such a classic um uh, You know? And that showed me that well, that was I was really too looking at it as two. It was all reggae music. I was aware that it was this is two different types of reggae music, but it was just reggae music to me. And both of them were important to me and it was uh, as if the, 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 the trend was moving away from the roots music towards the dancehall music, which wasn't so rootsy, although there was rootsy elements too. So from that time now, dancehall tapes started to come over from Jamaica. You know, and our first set of um, tapes and songs used to like Gemini, Scorpio, Kilimanjaro, Jack Ruby, Jack Ruby, yeah, these were, these were tapes that were circulating and we could hear some of the dancehall live artists on the, on the sound system, and you know, hear the excitement, feel the excitement of the dance, not just the records that would be made and, and so on but the, the feeling, you, were, you could feel the vibes when you hear the, the dancehall tapes. So this was something that was exciting to me and you know, at that time, listening to sounds like Shaka. Yeah, Shaka was—he's a, a warrior sound. To this day, he's still doing his thing. You know, he's a local um, soundman, producer, musician, artist that has had an influence worldwide on the reggae music scene. Definitely, all of the dub elements that um, are spread across the world. He has played a part his part to 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 to, to, um carry that message, carry that music. Now he was one of as far as I know, the only one that maintained the warrior style roots uh dub element of of Reggae uh, even when it wasn't trendy. You know? Everybody was talking about with the dance uh, the, the local sound was Saxon. I, I, I mean, Shaka and Saxon, we all, all was, was the same Southeast London, New Cross Broccoli, area, not even as far as Brixton, it was really Lewisham area. And um, both Shaka and Saxon uh worldwide. Uh, maze in the music, reggae music business have established themselves worldwide because artists like Maxi Priest, Smiley Culture, Kipper Irie all came through Saxon, you know. So, this was going on in the area locally from school days and. I, I, okay at that time yes I did start to play an instrument but as I said the connection wasn't really there. I wasn't really playing the music that I was listening to. So at that, that, that time it was more listening than playing. The, than anything else. So coming through that era now. Okay sound system yes early day sound system general symbolic again it was about dub plates <laughs> and, and, and live being able to MC and stuff like that. So my early, early days of um you know, started from that time. I think I wrote my I definitely about my first lyrics while I was at school. You know, and I can remember it was about Marcus Giavi. You know. Okay, other influences were films. They were there was one particular outstanding film at that time. You know, it came out when I was about thirteen. Babylon. And it featured Shaka in there, you know, Shaka, and um, it was filmed locally as well. Filmed locally, about local uh, characters, actors that I came to know after afterwards, you know. So that film was also showing the situation in terms of the oppression that we were experiencing as Africans in the UK. The the pressures of life, you know. Yeah, that was, and if you haven't seen that film, I highly recommend it. Get an understanding of the early days of black people in the UK. Okay. So, yeah, that's more or less my early influences coming through school days yeah in and out of um from, reggae, from pop to reggae music based, basically yeah and still, still having that ear to all out of the pop music it was still mainstream and i was aware of it but mostly it was not so much i used to watch top of the pop regular definitely but i don't know it was like there was elements of it that was really interesting, so it was definitely influential, but not as. Always name. So I'd like to just say that is one of the chapters of my life in my musical journey, and definitely that was the early years. Here's a current beat I'm working on we